a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter, and it's actually the most bananas breakup I've ever been through, including that one time uh, in college that I secretly took a bunch of shrooms, and then I crawled into Steven's like college uh, like twin dorm bed with him, um, and he he didn't know I was shrooming, and he fell asleep right away, and I got like trapped between his large body and the cinder block wall in a way that like can only happen when you're on shrooms. You're like, I cannot possibly figure out how to escape this situation. And after like hours of torment, just like maybe it was five minutes, I finally found the strength to like escape. And I stole his North face and his cigarettes. And I walked across the street to my best friend's house where we smoked all of his cigarettes and decided that I should dump him. And then I went back over at sunrise to wake him up and give him his North face back and dump him. <laughs> So this is even more bananas than that. <laughs> if you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 14, Felix Felicis, in which everyone is falling in love and Harry pretends to spike a Ron's pumpkin juice with Felix Felicis. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is Mary Clay. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. What up? And our guest today is a friend and returning guest. You'll probably recognize his voice. Matt, friend of the pod. Say hello to the listeners, Matt. Hello. I'm sorry. I don't have an intro as long as Tina's about her lovely story about Steve. No one does. No one does. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like one of those things where I'm like halfway through and I'm like, is this funny? What I'm doing to all my listeners right now, is this like funny? I got great joy about how much longer it went on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just decide it's funny and everyone has to sit there anyway. It's true. <laughs> you are uh, you are my my little playthings. <laughs> Matt, how the hell have you been? I have been wonderful. I'm ready to break up with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. You might recognize Matt's dulcet tones from... Uh, previous episodes like uh the goblet of fire chapter 22 the unexpected task back in january 2022 love that chapter the unexpected task as you might remember is asking out a girl <laughs> very challenging he also joined us for uh order of the phoenix chapter 21 the eye of the snake which was january 2023 so you came on both times in January, so we've actually bumped up the timeline for you a little bit with this one. It's good. No more no more all romance chapters, just a little bit at the end. Oh my god, this is so much <laughs> Yeah, this is another though. romance chapter. This is it's like so definitely the high school chapter. Like it's so funny. It's, aside it's from book. like the magical elements, these are like sports dating exes yeah. like these are all high school things you i know? was literally like embarrassed listening to it in front of my husband sean i was like it's oh i, I mean i was happening. texting you as i was reading it because like you know you kind of forget oh after yeah so you're long that was, i was like no i was drinking last night not this chapter <laughs> okay so matt like 
Where does Half-Blood Prince fall for you in your ranking of the books? Oh, it's my favorite book. 100%. Okay. I love okay. this book. I People be saying that. Including me. I'm people. <laughs> like, people be saying that. <laughs> We're having a good time. We like Harry Potter again, guys. It's good fun. It's like, this is a chapter. I, I've been talking about how much plot stuff we've been getting done lately. We've actually been getting so much plot stuff done lately that this chapter, which is Quidditch and flirting, is like a little bit nice. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's take a breather to giggle. <laughs> Play the bad sport, have some bad romance. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> so you picked this chapter, Matt. Why? Because... It's Harry acting super out of character. He is not this smart. He cannot come up with yeah. this plan. Oh my God, that's so funny. And I want to sit on the author. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into it. My notes start with in Herbology the next day. Oh, because the last chapter was uh, when the pensive chapter when Dumbledore goes to like fetch Tom Riddle from the orphanage. So this is the next day. And we start in Herbology with Harry telling Ron and Hermione about the lesson that we read about in the last chapter. We're not yet sure why we're doing this. Remember when Harry was like, sir, is this important? I don't know. I'm with Hermione. I think Ron and Harry are being like dumb boys, like once again. And Hermione is like, I don't know. I think it's probably a good idea that we learn about this mass murderous villain Nazi um, so that we can potentially find any weaknesses he might have. So I feel like it, any Definitely. information is potentially good information. Totally. I think, I think Harry at least recognizes that it's probably important. I think Ron is just, just going completely over his head. I think <laughs> Harry at least recognizes it might be important. This is not a good Ron chapter. He only thinks it's important because he had to ask specifically, is this important? So now he knows it's important because <laughs> right. are so he said, yes, this is important. <laughs> is this important? No, I'm just wasting my Saturday evenings wasting. to show you random <laughs> memories, Harry. I think that the reason the narrative is like, I wonder why he's showing all the, uh, us all of this, even though there is a perfectly good reason, like you said, Mary Clay, of learning more about your enemy. But w we all know that there actually is like a, a deeper reason. And so I think the book is trying to let us or trying to lead us to curiosity about what that real reason is. Hmm. What could it be? But it's not leading like a gentle push or anything. It's leading by like shoving you off a cliff. It's like, this is important. <laughs> be curious. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. I, I flipped back to the last couple pages to see like where the previous chapter ended and just saw like monologues of Dumbledore being like, Classic, classic JK, you know, telling, not showing of being like, now, Harry, I hope you saw these three very important things. And it's like, what, this is what literary analysis is for. Like, maybe leave mm -hmm. it up to your, maybe in like the first one or two books when it's supposedly children reading it. But like yeah. by book six, it's an older audience. They can probably infer these things, you know? Sure. I hope and you're not is too sleepy to pay attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore, can we do this tomorrow? Because I'm getting a little sweepy. Um, I it's think past it was my bedtime, Dumbledore. So cute and grandpa, grandfatherly to be like, I'm with this child and it's past his bedtime. 
(laughs) (laughs) But like, there's a difference between like a four-year-old being up past his bedtime and a 16-year-old being up past his bedtime. Like when I was 16, my I went to bed at like 3 a.m. and got up again at six for school. Also, the meeting was like at like what eight o'clock on a Saturday Probably, night. Yeah, there's no way that, earlier. There's no way this meeting took more than an hour or an hour and a half. It was actually double though. Who was sleepy? <laughs> He's like, we need to wrap this up because I'm so tired. Oh my god, it's like this. Okay, I babysit this five year old and his eighteen month old brother. And the five-year-old has horrible separation anxiety and loses his mind whenever his parents leave. But the last time I was there, the five-year-old was like, "Uh, I have an idea. You know how the baby gets really sad when mom and dad leave? And I was like, oh, yeah, the baby gets sad. And he was like, so what we'll do is we'll sneak into the basement. And then mom and dad can sneak out the front door. And the baby will never know. And I was like, okay, but... Before he got to the end of his sentence, he was already crying about how his parents were going to oh, leave because no. children are hilarious. That is like Dumbledore being like, ooh, Harry, you look a bit sleepy. I have an idea. Let's wrap Let's this leave. up. <laughs> children are so funny, y'all. He's like, it's like I like I haven't been there the mm-hmm. 18 times that he's lost his mind when his parents left. Yeah, no, I've dealt with that, too, where I have a I have two kids I sit and the older sibling is very precocious she's on she's so Hermione and I've probably told stories about this child on this podcast before because she does and says like the most insane things and she does that too for her younger brother she'll be like um I think Rye Guy his name is Ryland and we all call him Rye Guy it's that's funny my brother Ryan we called him Rye Guy when he was little Rye Guy is so cute so she'll be like um I think Rye Guy wants to watch this and I'm like okay does he want to watch it or do you (laughs) want to watch it (laughs) yeah but then you have to be like the five-year-old will be like hitting the 18-month-old and I'm like hey does it sound like he likes that does that sound like that's like a fun happy it's like are you paying are you are you paying attention to your brother or not? <laughs> anyway, that's a big big tangent, but children are fucking funny, yo. They're so funny. Oh my god. I recommend uh renting them in the form yes. of babysitting. Well, it's the opposite of renting. You get paid to take <laughs> yeah. them. God, please take them. <laughs> I do Give love me a couple hours off, please. I've started this new rule for myself, which is I'm actually extremely proud of it. So I, I, Mary Clay, we both babysit. Matt, are you much of a babysitter or have you been in your past? I have been. Have been. I've started this new rule for myself that if I know I'm going to need to spend some money, like last weekend we went to the Renaissance Fair. I knew I was going to spend some money. Yesterday I went out for one of my good friend's birthdays. I knew I was going to spend some money and I'm making a rule for myself that if I know I'm going to need to spend some money the week before, I need to babysit. That's, and then exactly that's my money. why yeah. I am dog sitting right now. Right this second. Because I'm going on a trip to Miami this oh, week. Nice. So, oh, nice. So fun. Okay, that's really cool. And I'm excited to hear about that trip. Thoughts. Um, um, yeah, sure does it sound it. like she's in a vast and well-manicured home? Because <laughs> she is. <laughs> Look at all that space. Look at that recessed ceiling lighting behind right? you. Right? Look so at that bougie. stainless steel refrigerator mm-hmm. with a b- bottle of wine <laughs> on top of it. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, is that your parents' house? Uh, no, this is this is actually, I'm dog sitting for my parents' neighbors. 
So I was, I've actually been staying at my parents' house and then like coming over to hang out with the dog every now and then and nice and record podcasts with the dog. Yeah, hell yeah. He's currently here. I'll show you guys. He's currently sleeping right there. Oh, that's a cute baby. What kind of dog is it? Some kind of hound. Basset hound. He has white with brown spots. Yes, very cute. My partner did the same thing. She tried to take the cat upstairs before we started recording, and then the cat came downstairs two minutes later. Yeah, yeah. you can't tell a cat what to do. No, she's very <laughs> talkative, though. That's the concern. <laughs> All right, well, I have a rule that if something's going to be making noise in your recordings, you just say it. You just got to say what it is, and then the listeners are in on the joke now. Well, she's currently sleeping, so we'll let her sleep for now. Yeah, same with Let's this sleep. dog. Yeah, we're all aware of our sleeping animals in the background, hopefully. And hopefully they stay sleeping. That's right. Sean's, Sean's home, so all my animals are with him instead of with me, because he... I thought you were going to say Sean is the animal sleeping in the background. Sean, <laughs> he probably is. Okay, where the fuck are we? We're in Hermione class. We're on page one. We're on page one. So Hermione is sharing about like Slughorn's party that... Harry successfully ducked. Um, they apparently got to meet Gwenog Jones, who is the captain of the Holy Holyhead. Ho- Holy no, Holyhead. They pronounce oh, is it, it really? Holy. That's how, the accent. Yeah, th- that's how. Um, that's how Jim Broadbent says it in the movie. Oh yeah, that's how Jim. I was like, that is not the Jim Dale is the narrator. Um, oh right, yeah. Getting all my gems. Squared away. MC okay, in the Brit- gyms. We got British pronunciation coming. Holly. Well, that's just Holly, though. Okay, so pronounce Hollywood with a British accent. Oh, wait, but it's Holly head, but that. Okay, just. just, just. Hollywood. Hmm, what? Okay, so now. It's I'm almost like a Holly. U. Holly. 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 Holly head. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It's a Quidditch team. Holy head. Holy head. Oh, but there's only one L. Oh, then that's different. Yeah. Is there only one L? I don't know. I don't have it the book It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking I think. Matter. I don't know. <laughs> We're spending a lot of time about this minute detail. <laughs> Point is, Hermione, Hermione's like immediately misogynistic. And it's like, I thought she was full of herself. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, she hates women. And would you believe that Ron is jealous? What? No. <sighs> That's so weird of him. I That's do. So out, of, so out of character. <laughs> this is the one part of this chapter where I do feel bad for Ron, where like he's constantly excluded from things his entire life and like been, you know, given a rough hand of it. And then like the cherry on top is that like even the years when he's a prefect or whatever, the cherry on top is that like all of his friends have been invited to this cool club and he isn't. And it's like the th- it's like not a cool club until today, though, because he missed something that he gives a shit about, a, like a famous Quidditch player. Yeah. Hermione should also know better to not say that to in front I, totally, of Ron. Yeah. She should know that Ron would love that and would be pissed about missing it. Maybe she feels that it would be better coming from her than him hearing about it randomly. I don't know. I think Hermione is just talking about it and not... Not thinking. Not thinking and not, yeah. yeah. So this is the because one it didn't thing matter to her. About. Yeah, I'd be jealous. It's like one time my brother, when he was living in San Diego, he very randomly ended up at a party where Bono was also there. <laughs> and he did not know who Bono was. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, man. <laughs> okay, you know what? To be fair, if I was 
I don't think I know what I would say 90% of celebrities look like, you know? Bono's got a look to him, if you ask me. I feel, But like, even in real life, I think I would be like, that's not Bono. Well, but listen, it's not that he didn't identify. He got a picture with Bono because he knew Bono was famous. Oh. He, I, was, I was like, you met Bono? And he's like, I don't. I, he's a singer. And I'm like, man, he's the lead singer of you too, who's. Music is notoriously preloaded on everyone's cell phones. He's a legend. <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, when yeah, I was like 12, energy. the U2 song, Beautiful Day, was like my favorite song of all time. It's a like beautiful day. It just makes you feel good. But Sean does have the YouTube, the U2 phone issue, and it is strictly forbidden in this house. <laughs> He's deleted it so many times. He's reached out to Apple to delete it. Like he's deleted it from all his devices. That's like he's funny. gone to Reddit. Like he cannot escape it. It's very. It'll, he'll think it's completely deleted. It'll be fine for six months, and then one day he'll just get in his car. It'll automatically connect to Bluetooth, and it's YouTube. Like, okay, so I'm reading a horror book. Um, Which one? About uh, it's the same horror book that I was reading at the beach, by the way. So it's taken me. Is that the book, the Southern book? How to sell a haunted? no, but it's by the same author as him. Same author, yeah, Grady Hendrix, right? Um, this book is How to Sell a Haunted House. It's very good. I just made a rule for myself that I can't read it in my apartment. <laughs> I get it. Too scary. And uh, there's a puppet in it that uh, if you don't like puppets and dolls and stuff, then this Trigger is not the book for you. But <laughs> there's a puppet in it that just like will not die and it just like keeps popping up and i hate that it, it's it, and it's it carries the same energy as the u2 album <laughs> <laughs> i want someone to write a horror movie now <laughs> where the, the u2, u2 album. album is like cursed <laughs> and haunted that's very funny okay so the, they're in her they're doing herbology hermione says that slughorn is working his christmas party around harry's schedule so he cannot possibly avoid it Ron shells again. Hermione is like, I was going to invite you, Ron. And then Ron's like, oh, like tenderly. And then they're like tenderly having a tender moment. And Harry's just like. Harry's over there banging a trowel on the table. This peak. I would say this chapter is peak Harry Potter. Like Harry yeah, Potter, I the character it. energy. He's becoming himself finally yeah. after all these stupid books. And like he, yeah, they start bickering and he like walks away and then comes back and they're arguing and he's like, I can't hear you. I'm <laughs> this. And he, Harry is like, I've been wondering when something like this would start happening. And it's like, hey, bu hey buddy, this started happening three books ago. I'm so glad you finally are up to <laughs> well, speed. Thanks for joining the party. Also, I don't know about you guys, but the way I interpreted this conversation between Hermione and Ron is Hermione was being like, yeah, we're allowed to bring a guest. And like, obviously, you're our friend. So I was going to ask you to come and hang out with us. Your like, I wasn't interpreting this as like she was going to ask him romantically, you know? Yeah, I do remember reading this for the first time, um, which I was when I, I will never retain this. When was Half Blood? book released 2000, uh, 2005 five. a couple days before I turned 14 so I had not run, read a ton of YA yet at that point I was still mostly doing like ch classic children's fantasy um, and I like had not read much romance at all and so I vividly remember like having 
with my little teenage brain having this feeling, I was like, <laughs> I wonder if Hermione and Ron are in love. I wonder and then if they I like each other. I remember reading this chapter and being like, oh my God, they're doing it. They're doing it. Now I know um, in retrospect that any straight couple is definitely going to hook up. It's the other ones that we should be for celebrating. For uh, who are not on Zoom and are listening to this with all of our separate audios, Zoom cut out Christina's audio because it reached such a high pitch or volume. <laughs> so we just saw her be like, ah! just watching her frantically gesture with no sound. And this happened. This is not the first time it's happened, but it makes me laugh every time. Matt, do you remember reading this for the first time? Bits and pieces. I was seven. I always forget that people are younger than me and I'm elderly. <laughs> <laughs> You're old. I'm so old. Um, I literally was like scandalized by this, especially when we get we'll get to it. But there's just like open snogging in this chapter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, does mom know that there's kissing in this book? Because she did have to confiscate a couple books from me that were not not for snogging. But I remember I these books to be I, reading about. I had to get permission from my parents so that I could go to the school library and have them get down these books from the top shelf that was normally oh only only for fifth graders. I got oh special permission because I would read them. Boy. That's really cute. Special for me in second grade to read these books meant for teenagers. Dear Matt was a very special boy. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> um, Harry's just like, he's like, okay, well, the alarm has been raised. I'll pay attention now. I love that, like, his thought process throughout all of this is, oh my God, this is going to fuck up my life. <laughs> like, literally, he's, he's so like, selfish. okay, so listen, he is, and he, like, so he's selfish and he has, like, the myopia of youth where he, like, he's like, well, Cho and I can't look at each other so that'll happen to them and too and it's like date. hey man breakups don't have to be that way like you actually don't have to do it this way the fact that you don't know what else to do doesn't mean i guess people yeah, can just true. be friends yeah. when they break up <laughs> or like what if they don't break up that's also valid which i you know you should break up with people you dated in high school except for you ashley we know you're in love <laughs> but like uh, it's just so funny the way that he is like this is how it happened to me. This is the only way it could ever happen to anybody. Oh, see, I was thinking, because I think it says, like, he and Cho had only kissed, and they couldn't even look at each other. So in my head, it was, he was thinking, like, well, Cho and I didn't really even seriously date, and we can't even look at each other. So what happens if Ron and Hermione, like, commit to a relationship and date and then break up they're like not going to be able to what's going to happen to me (laughs) yeah he's like um uh it was awful that one time in third year when they wouldn't speak to each other for a few weeks and that was really hard for me and (laughs) i don't want to do that again and he has a lot of similar um thought processes uh later in the chapter too about like other stuff and it's always just like wow this is gonna affect me really badly it's like when tim burton and helena bottom carter broke up and it's like who gets johnny dead <laughs> <laughs> obviously ron would get harry hermione could go live her life after the breakup yo who sorry it just reminded me i mean helena bottom carter you know is in the franchise tim burton is not what if what who would johnny depp be if he were in 
Not fucking Grindelwald. We're not Grindelwald. That's for oh sure. shoot, that's, that's right. Sure. I forgot. <laughs> I would not. Move ca- along. Move along. Okay, so unhinged. Cast I, 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 there's a whole bonus episode about this. I would not cast someone as famous as I know that okay so here's the problem is that a lot of the actors in Harry Potter are very famous but they're Britain famous which means that I personally my experience was that I didn't know who they were when I was a kid and so like I would never cast Johnny Depp because I do think he's a different caliber of star than Jim Broadbent who is ubiquitous but not Johnny Depp levels I would never cast someone but then they did that with Alan Rickman they were like let's cast Alan Rickman as Alan Rickman playing Snape and it's and that changed the whole character. But I just really think that Johnny Depp would just be depping all over the place. But it's different because, like, they started out as kids' movies. And, like, the reason we didn't know who Alan Rickman and Maggie Smith and Robbie Coltrane yeah. were is because, like, they were in grown-up, like, British yeah. movies. And I would say most children hadn't been exposed to them until they were in these like kids movies. Yeah. You know? But you know exactly. what they have been exposed to? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so like I would cast I would cast him as like if I had to, like Lucius Malfoy, maybe. Um, or like a random Death Eater. Like he definitely is has like an edge to him that I would not like make him like a teacher or yeah, he could be a good Lucius Malfoy. He can get that flamboyant attitude going. I, the, I think he maybe is like too straight presenting, though. <laughs> Jason Isaacs, he put a bow in his hair. Okay, <laughs> like- <laughs> Jason Isaacs made the um, creative decision that he Lucius carries a cane, and the inside cane, the yeah. cane is his wand. Like yeah. that's it. Like he really gets it. He's he's responsible for the whole the whole wardrobe, every wardrobe choice for Lucius Malfoy, because they were wanted to put him in a suit. And he was like, Lucius Malfoy is so racist against muggles. He's not wearing a fucking suit. He's wearing a bow and a cane and a cape. He's wearing a cane. <laughs> yes. Katie Bell is still in the hospital. She is sick with being cursed. Harry has been like, I'm kind of waiting and waiting for her to come back. But finally, he's forced to confront the fact that Gryffindor needs a new chaser. Once again, another Harry-centric. He's like, man, it really sucks that my chaser or my beater, whatever position she was. <laughs> is cursed. Was, is in the hospital dying with the curse. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I guess it's I have really to get a new of her. chaser. How dare like, she fuck up my Quidditch team? Yeah, exactly. So you might remember that the tryouts this year were less than fun. So Harry's like, I'm not doing that. Dean, come play on the team. Um, and like, it, there's this bit where like Seamus is there and he's jealous because they both tried out for Chaser, I guess. But Dean flew better. Like, I don't remember Dean and Seamus being at tryouts. I don't think they get mentioned because they just weren't funny. Probably. They're being mentioned now because it's important to the plot. Yeah, exactly. And I like the note that Harry was like, it was like Seamus slammed his book in the, you know, behind Dean. Seamus slammed, slammed his book shut. And it was like, and this was precisely why Harry did not choose Seamus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I remember one time I when I was a lifeguard, one of my friends was like, can you give me a job as a lifeguard? Because I was getting all my friends jobs as lifeguards. And I was like, honestly, like, I'm a little nervous about getting you a job at my company because you have like a bit like respectfully, you just have a bit of like a like an anger problem. And would you believe that she was mad at me for a week for saying that? <laughs> wow, it's almost like you were right. Yeah. Who like knew? I was like, 
I got her the job anyway. Um, I'm <laughs> I can't say no to friends. At practice that night, Dean flies very well. You know who does not do well? Ronald Weasley. He accidentally punches a bitch in the face. Uh, so bad you, at Quidditch. How you do that accidental? How you accidentally punch Demelza in the face? He's just that bad. So he's the... Demelza is a beater or a chaser? I think she's a chaser. I don't know. They're all jocks. And Ron is a keeper. So he's keeping the goals. So was Demelza trying to slam dunk? Is that what... Like, what was happening when he punched her? I don't know. I we don't know. I think know. that's got to be what it is. I think but... she had to have been dunking. Otherwise, why was she that close to him? Or Ron is just flailing. Uh, flailing sounds right. Yeah. Maybe... That's just how far off course Ron went from the goals <laughs> is that he was like out where the beaters play. He was like, oh, I know. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to fly up to her and beat the quaffle out of her hand. But he Ron just flies to the middle the of the pitch. <laughs> he punches to Melsa and Ginny calls him a prat. I love this exchange so much. Harry's like, don't call him a prat. You're not the captain. And she's like, well, you seem too busy to call him a prat. So I thought I should. <laughs> like, I love this bitch so much. <laughs> and then and then it says, like, Harry tried not to laugh. Why try not to laugh? That's hilarious. Because he's trying he's trying to, like, support. He's, he's trying, trying to be, to be a leader. With- That's funny as hell. That's a good joke. Yeah. You laugh when someone lays out a good joke. That's fucking funny. Girls got jokes. You know what? Maybe... By the end of this chapter, we'll be developing a crush on her. Not even the end of, by the end of this page, I think. It's by the end of two right, pages from now. Right. You're right. So, yeah, Ron is does a very, 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 very bad job. And he is depressed after practice because of all of the badness. And it's getting harder and harder to lie to him about the fact that it'll be okay because it probably very clearly won't is not. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're Harry and Ron are walking and they're both already mad, right? They're both already mad. And they they're like, let's go behind this sexy tapestry <laughs> um, on like a little bit of a shortcut. And who would you believe Dean and Ginny making out vigorously? <laughs> Good for them. All right. Do you ship Matt? Do you ship Dean and Ginny? Do you think they're a good couple? No, I don't. Oh. Okay. I think Why? Ginny is too headstrong. And Dean is too nice. Yes. I would agree with that. Mm. Dean's not going to give her enough of a pushback that she needs. Yes. Mm. 100%. That's a good evaluation. I think they're fine for, you know, a high school couple. For That's high fine. school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just creates room for Dean to be a bit like, you know, manipulated. Whether or not Ginny does it on purpose, I was manipulative when I was in high school and I needed a strong man to say no to me. So Sean loves to tell me, that's dumb. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> when they like come around the corner and they see them making out, um, for those of us that have watched a very Potter musical, the scene where Ron and Hermione finally kiss for the first time and they just like mash their faces I love it. and yeah. tongues together and then like fall on the floor and then they're both like <laughs> and it's like the most it's, that's exactly what I was picturing of like how vigorous Ginny is more out. finesse than that Ginny is more finesse than that and like that's how I picture basically any time that it's like 
they looked over and there was, you know, blank and blank making out. And that's just always what I picture. It's just like, wow, (laughs) that is not how I made out when I was a maker outer, but that is one way to do it. I do love a sloppy ass kiss. The one that I like uh, is from Blades of Glory. Y'all seen that movie? It's the worst kiss I've ever witnessed in film or TV. Wait, between who? Between um, who's what's the actor's name? Napoleon Dynamite. John, not John Hurt. <laughs> He's all. Wait, you're close though. You're close though. It's John something. Napoleon. Okay, Dynamite. when they kiss, they don't. I don't think they don't have like a gross kiss though, because they they just have like a really awkward John kiss. Hater. Because they're both Dude. like. Is it Amy Adams or is it Gemma? Yes, Amy Gemma, Adams. Gemma Fisher. Oh, no, it's Jenna Fisher. And those are two different people. I'm just not I know. realizing. I'm literally just and not realizing those are two which, different people. Which, it's Jenna Fisher. So Amy Adams is in some other very similar Amy movie. Adams, I think, is in um, uh, the race car one. Um, okay. Talladega I'm Nights. literally just now, re- like, I think conceptually I understood those were two different people, but I am really I just now realizing I feel the same way about Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard. Also two different people. Would you believe? I don't know who that second person is. Okay. Anyway. She's the bitch from the new Jurassic Park movies. And I other stuff. This. You shouldn't. I haven't seen Yeah, the They're terrible. Don't watch them. They're really, really, really <laughs> Don't bad. watch them. Oh. <sighs> Fucking Charlie coming in so loud on the Discord. I forgot to go on D&D. Thanks, Charlie. Put that shit on D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. And media res. Dean and Ginny making out vigorously. I'm remembering a line from My Immortal making out keenly. Harry and Ron both are experiencing different kinds of anger and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time we get the, the scaly monster description? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I texted. What did I text you, Tina? I don't know. I was really drunk when you were texting Oh, I thought you, were, you might have even been asleep. Oh, I just texted in all caps. Not the Not monster the in Harry. Well, first I opened with, I feel fucking shanghai I thought this was the chapter where Harry uses Felix Felicis to talk to Slughorn, son of a bitch. <laughs> and, then I, and then like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, all caps. Not the monster in Harry's chest. <laughs> um, it's the worst literary device I have ever seen an author come oh, up with. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, and later she says that it purred. Oh, oh no, okay. So I want to barf. Um, I haven't experienced jealousy in a long time, but when I was a kid and I had a lot more feelings than I do now, you know, in a healthy way, it was like my feeling of jealousy was like, it just like hurts. You know what I mean? Like you just like feel more of like a, a heat, at least in my experience, like a heat in my gut kind of, mm. you know, like the same place you feel anger, but it's like, not a monster. Like, I'm the monster. You know what I mean? Like, Harry, you're the monster. It, like, it's not living inside of you. Like, you just are a jealous mm. monster right now. So, Ginny dismisses Jean, Dean, so she can speak with Ron. And he's like, I, I would love to get out of here. <laughs> and he goes. <laughs> he's just so, and like, he and Harry, sh- he gives Harry, like, an awkward smile. And Harry's, like, not giving it back. <laughs> It's just so funny because Dean and Ron live in the same room. Do you they think all do. Do you think they've spoken about Ginny? Like Dean and Ron? Do you no. think it has like Ron's Dean- not mature enough to have that conversation <laughs> and Dean knows that he can't do it? If I were Dean, I would be like, I feel like I need to talk to him about this 
in the beginning so it doesn't become a problem knowing what I know about Ron. Like if I don't head this off, it will escalate to this and mm. it does. But and again, I, Dean's Dean a kid. is too nice as we've he's discussed. He's very nice. So I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to avoid confrontation. He's exactly. in between. He's so nice that he knows that's disrespectful to make out with Ron's sister, but he he's too nice will to not say talk something. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like right in that realm of niceness. Because if you're so nice, then you do have to say something because that's the nicest thing to do. <laughs> or at least, you know, nice isn't the right word, but it's responsible. Anyway, Ginny, Ginny is in control of this scene. Ron yes. and her, Harry are now victims of her rage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deservedly so. She tells him off. He literally says um, something about like, I like you don't have to act like such a. And she's like, a fucking what? A fucking a what? what? He was about to say slut or slag probably because it's British. I want to know what the wizard word for the wizarding world version of like slut or whore is. I think they would just say slut or whore because it's. That's just the, the word. No, yeah. I know, it's just but the like, word. you know how JK likes to do stupid words for things that don't matter in the wizarding world. Hmm. I think that, for example, she says snogging for kissing. So I, th- I do think she would say slag because that's just like British slang. Mm, okay. Yeah. Slag, yeah. which is very fun. I on Love Island, which is <laughs> the only British TV I watch. They love the word slag. But it's like hashtag slag life. Like I'm a, a bitch. You're such a slag. It's not like you sister are being a total slag. He is not in the right here. And she says you are slut shaming me and I will fight you. She draws her wand. Stand down. Run. <laughs> Harry's Stand like, down. oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Harry's like back away slowly, stay out of the like, line of fire. Bro, Harry, Harry gets in between them. The audacity! Like, this oh, is no. crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> They're still yelling Harry's- at each other. And then Ginny is like, also, like, wait, like you're just you're just jealous because you're the only one not getting any action. It's true. And Ron's like, you don't know. <laughs> Quote: Ginny screamed with derisive laughter. <laughs> I've done this before. I <laughs> love that energy for her. It's like so vicious. Like, I, I don't think I could fake it. But tell me this, Matt. Harry gets in between Ron and Ginny. He's so fucking stupid. Ostensibly, like, I think half of him is like, yeah, Ron's right. And I'm defending him. And half of him is like, but also I want to, I don't want Ginny to, I, 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 I have a lot of feelings here. So Matt, have you ever had to get, in a fight between have you ever had to break up a fight like physically like get in between two people thankfully no all right mary clay what about you um i don't think so no not physically i did once in college and let's just say that i was not strong enough (laughs) (laughs) my my two roommates were both really fucked up and fighting each other in a way that could only happen in like a shitty shitty odu trap house like it Mm. It was really belligerent, and I was, like, in between them, like, crying, like, please stop hitting each other, and I just got yoinked out of there, like, someone was like, nah, bitch, you're in danger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I don't know if I would stand in front of Ginny's wand. <laughs> She's 
hot, like like a uh, like hot tempered. And like, you know what don't I mean? They like, talk several times about how she has really good bat bogey hexes. Yeah, like she'll fucking get you. Yeah, call like, me a slut one more time. I swear to God. Yeah. So this is iconic. I wish that it's like anytime in these book series that you're like, this is like a beautiful feminist, like anti slut shaming scene. But it's like, it just kind of makes me depressed because it's like scenes like this make JK Rowling think she's a feminist. Yeah. And that sucks (laughs) because this isn't, this is a great scene, but it isn't enough. Yeah. And also like, I don't, think there's enough of we've talked about slut shaming there's not enough ron shaming in this chapter because i don't think it's made like explicitly clear that like the way that ron is at like there's like some subtle things that happen or like things that harry think but it's never like explicitly said or made clear that like the way ron is acting is wrong and inappropriate yeah, it really is. And that's something that, like, I don't know if Harry is equipped to make that statement, but, like, the narrative could have found he's like, ways. I don't get it. I, I, I'm, <laughs> a, a, do I like her? What? He's just confused. I do by his own feel feelings. that this is inappropriate for brotherly reasons. He's like, wow, I'm feeling so brotherly I right now. So much at that. <laughs> that it's, so like, good. it's like, yeah, that's why I got angry. Brotherly reasons. Brother. Nothing but brotherly <laughs> love. Oh, my God. Uh, And like, okay, so uh, Mary Clay, I know you have siblings. Matt, you got siblings? Yep. Did you, I mean, did you ever walk in on the making out with someone? Did you ever, I mean, did you feel an ownership over them in this way where you would have like been like, hey, that's my sister? Oh, never. I was like, no, 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 no. You can live your life, make your own, make your own decisions and have your faults. Mary Clay, what about you? Like, would you, I mean, you're the youngest, so maybe it's different because he's like, she's the only one that he is is older than. Sure. Yeah. Um, But like, but like, what about you? Like your siblings making out? Are you yelling at them about it? (laughs) No, I, no, I I honestly didn't really care. Actually. Okay. So in, let's see, I must've been in fifth grade so I'm trying to do the math in my head I must have been in like fourth or fifth grade and my brother was in high school and he got his he had like his first girlfriend and I had like heard that he had a girlfriend but I hadn't like met her or seen her and one day I like one night uh I had like just finished taking a shower and I was walking into like our bonus room to like watch tv and they were just like they weren't doing anything. They were just like sitting on the couch. And I literally walked in and I just was, I had no idea she was there and had never met her before. And I walked in and I saw them sitting together and I go, oh, and then I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, about, so it was honestly like the exact opposite where I was just like, like I was embarrassed that like I had. That's funny. Found, like found them and wasn't found expecting them deeply to them. deeply not touching each other (laughs) um me and both like i'm the oldest i have two younger brothers so the dynamic for them to police my dating is already not there because i'm older Mm -hmm. and the three of us have all dated a lot because we're all just extremely attractive and charismatic that's exactly right 
I've only interfered with my brother's relationship when I'm like, hey, man, your shitty girlfriend has been crashing at mom's house for a year and throwing away her metal silverware because she doesn't want to do the dishes, leaving her fucking hair extensions and nails all over the place. She's a fucking bitch. She needs to go. But beyond, I would never be like, ew, don't kiss in front of me. But they also just wouldn't kiss. That's the thing. If if my brother Michael walked in on me making out vigorously, he literally would just be like, Jesus Christ. And he would like turn around and leave. He would leave. He wouldn't stand there and fight. <laughs> it's just a crazy, it's crazy. I, I, I mean, Ginny's 15. And she is more mature than Ron. And I'm sure that it's like shocking. It's one thing to know. And it is another thing to see. Yes. Yeah. That your sister is more groaner than you. Yeah. But also, why don't you take a step towards being more groaned and not do this? <laughs> like, don't react yeah. this way. I just love this scene so much. That's why I'm lingering here. Ginny screaming with derisive laughter, full of vitriol, is like, Harry made out with Cho Chang, which barely even counts, but he, I guess he technically did. Hermione made out with Crumb. Ooh, 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 Ginny. Ginny said Hermione made out with Crumb. Yes. She's trying to hurt him. She's trying to hurt him right now. She's like, you're the only fucking person who has a problem with snogging, bitch. And Get I assume she it. flips her hair over her shoulder and walks away. I assume. Oh, my God. I just love her so much. Yes, we stand. There's no situation in any of these books except for when she's being mean to Fleur. When I'm like not on team Ginny. Mm-hmm. Could be a little nicer to Fleur. She figures it out later. So the boys go upstairs uh harry's struggling with his the beast inside of him he's or whatever. so stupid he's so dumb <laughs> he's so fucking stupid he's feeling vicious ron jealous. is like do you do you do you think hermione actually kit snogged yes dude Crumb? like literally yes although it was two years ago why are you and worried about this right also now? he was an adult and she was a minor Ooh. yeah i don't love that and Hermione or and harry i think it's just like harry says like um because he didn't want to say yes, but he was but it's also like, definitely yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm not lying yeah. to you, but also I don't want to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um And Harry's just going to bed thinking like, yeah, brotherly love. I'm such a good brother. <laughs> brotherly love. <laughs> That's what this is. That's what oh this God. is. It's purely familial. What else could it be? What else could it be? Could not possibly be anything else. <laughs> Just, it's not like I have been looking for a woman who reminds me of my mother. <laughs> it's just, but it's not like, wait, flashback to the love potion thing. It's not like I've been looking for a woman who smells like whatever, the parchment and the broomstick. burrow, the burrow. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like something that he can't identify that reminds him of the burrow. It's like, okay, okay. So who are we crushing on? Molly? Is it perhaps Fred and George? Are you crushing on... Arthur Weasley. No, bitch. It's Jenny Weasley. Come he's on. Crush, he's crushing on Fred and George at the same time. It's hard Always to tell both them apart. <laughs> I get it. I think that I would have a crush on either one of them. Remember when it's time for the Yule Ball and I think Fred asks, I think yeah, Angelina. Ask Angelina just by like throwing a piece, throwing a ball love of paper it. at them love and it so saying, much. hey, go to the ball with me. I do. I have wondered if Fred and Angelina had a thing or if Angelina would have said yes to either twin because they're fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't Angelina marry George? Isn't that the, the that extended awkward. universe? 
Maybe I got it backwards though. Maybe it was George. No, it's no. It, it's I think the, it was Fred uh, Astor, the ball, yeah. and then George married her. Uh huh. That's fun. Good for them. Is for it fun or out. is it weird to marry like your the twin of you, the ex, twin of yeah, someone your dead your dead ex? You know, we all do what we got to do. <laughs> um. So, Ron Quidditch just continues going poorly, and Ron is kind of like acting out about it. He's acting very aggro. And it makes his Quidditch worse, which makes him matter. Cute. We really love that. We love a man who can't control his feelings. Because he has an EQ of like two. He, he may, what's the EQ? Oh, what? Emotional quotient. Uh, oh, okay. Emotional range of a teaspoon. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. He makes Demelza cry, and that's after punching her in the face as a reminder. It's bad. Harry also threatened to kick him off the team for his attitude. I, I personally like have a really hard time with attitudes like this. Like I'm very much, I, I granted this is why I do not play team sports except for the bowling league I'm on right now, which is a, I'm having a great <laughs> barely time. counts but as like, a team sport. Barely counts as a team sport. Barely counts as a um, sport. It's, it's mostly for drinking. Um, but like, go. I don't play team sports because I'm like, we're all just here to have fun. Like just do your best. Like who cares if we lose? Like it's really, it's really about playing. And like, I know that sounds fake, but I genuinely feel that way. And I do think that, Ron would benefit from that kind of a mentality. Like, I'm just lucky to be here. It's too much. The school puts too much pressure there. They need other sports. It's like, if your football team loses in high school, it's like, well, maybe the lacrosse team will win. But it's like, no, where's disc golf? Where's the disc golf? Oh, and they could play with the Fang Frisbees. Oh, nice. There you go. That, that would be fun. We can't have wizarding sports if it's not somewhat dangerous. (laughs) <laughs> exactly you can join you the gobstones the club <laughs> that's for nerds we're also athletes. ron does he does the thing that i hate where like when you try to bring up problematic behaviors with someone they immediately shut down and are like okay i guess i'll leave then and it's like no that's not because yeah, he says that's not helpful at all yeah, i resign because ron's like Hey man, I love you, but also you're being a jackass and I'm going to have to kick you off if you keep acting like this. And Ron goes, it's okay. I'll just resign. I'm not a good Quidditch player anyway. And it's like, that's not the issue. And if you want to resign, fine. But like, that's not going to resolve the issue at hand, which is that you're acting terribly. And it is like, it is like a manipulative ultimatum, basically. Like, this is something that I like when Sean and I first started dating, he was like, when we're fighting, you do this. And and being with Sean has taught me a lot about like managing my temper and stuff. Um, but like, it's like, I'm mad at you for doing this this way. And it's like, fine, I'll never do that ever again. And it's like, that is not the solution obviously that we're looking for. Like you're having a reaction right now. Well, and something to keep in mind too, like Harry knows Ron doesn't know Hermione cheated to get Ron on the team over Cormac McLaggen. Yeah. Mm. So Ron is lucky to be there and Harry knows that he's lucky to be there. And like, it probably sucks because it's like he, I'm sure he's like, I shouldn't have picked you. But the thing is that like, as bad as Ron is, Cormac Cormac McLaggen would have been been bad in a different way. As Mm. we see later. Cormac (laughs) is like bossing. He, you know, like Mm -hmm. Cormac would have made it very hard for Harry to keep a grip on his team. As we right as we see in the feature chapter where Cormac plays on the Quidditch team. Yes, can't wait for that. Basically, Ron says that if they lose tomorrow against Slytherin, Ron's going to quit. 
And Harry's like, sounds great. I should do something about yeah. this. It was, it was the lines, if when if we lose and we will, oh, and I'm we quitting will. or whatever. It's like, that's such a horrible mentality know, to go yeah. into that with. Yeah. Like, you're going to lose if you, what's that um, proverb where it's like, whether you say you can or you can't, you're correct. Sure. You know what I mean? I've literally Sounds never great. heard that before. In my Sounds life. very what? wise. Really? Yeah. Um, just like once again, Harry is just thinking about this from, from kind a of like purely a selfish, selfish standpoint. <laughs> a selfish like Harry perspective where he's like, man, we have to win tomorrow because everyone thinks that I chose my friends. And if we don't win, it's going to look bad on me as a captain. And also, I just want to beat Slytherin because I want to punch. Because fuck Malfoy. Yeah, yeah fuck Malfoy. Really. And also, like, we have to win tomorrow because I have to prove myself as a captain. <laughs> For what it's worth, that was a Henry Ford quote. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Great. We were all waiting with bated breath to figure out. I just said it was a out. proverb, and it just makes me feel like I'm an accidental capitalist bootlicker by saying that Henry Ford's quote is a, <laughs> is a proverb. <laughs> that is definitely a capitalist bootlicker. Old capitalist right proverb says. Wow, I can't believe <laughs> Tina is pro-capitalism. Man. Yeah, you know me. I love capitalism. Cancel Tina. Patreon, baby. Hashtag cancel Tina. Oh, if I'm not already canceled for this <laughs> podcast, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> It's Quidditch match day and we're at breakfast and Harry is like orange juice, water, tea, milk, pumpkin juice, skin butterbeer. Can I get you something? Can I get you some water? <laughs> Can I get you a liquid? Please accept a liquid from me. And then I have never fixed a- your drink before, but let me do it for you today. I really wish <laughs> this had been played up. That element had been played up a little more in the movie just because it would, I think it would be really funny to see him being like, do you want pumpkin juice? And Ron being like, nah, it's okay. How about coffee, tea, and just like pushing on, and then like all of a sudden Ron has like five different cups in front of him. <laughs> yes. And that's when he realized that he was bisexual because I think that's a bisexual joke that they always have a bunch of drinks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Don't make me choose. It's like you need one for hydration, one for energy, and one that's just a little bit jazzy. I think that's just like a girly thing, a girly pop energy type thing. Hmm, interesting. All the girls I know are bi pretty much. So. <laughs> um, Actually, you know, you might be disproving because I'm straight and the idea of I hate the idea of having like coffee and water because I don't like having like a hot beverage and a cold beverage. You know, like I need hmm. to fi- I need to either finish all of the cold beverage first. Straight girly say I will choose. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a restaurant that my partner and I have gone to a couple times out in Short Pump where you can get a flight of wine for like 20 some dollars. You get four different wines. And so it's like, yeah. that's the ultimate indis- you know, <laughs> indecisive person's yeah. drink mm, choice. Don't make me Just choose. Get a flight, yeah. Let me get four because I can't Hell make yeah. up my mind. <laughs> okay. So Harry is, uh, he's doing like the opposite of what a magician does. He's like, <clears throat> Look at my hands. <laughs> They're doing something. Hermione, and, are you watching this? And her, it's really funny because I think that in the when I read this for the first time, I was like, oh man, he really wasn't subtle. But he, Hermione's that's like, that's the point. Hermione's like, what did you just put in his drink? Don't drink it, Ron. And Harry, to his credit, is extremely convincing. Like, I think that he's pretty convincing in mm-hmm. this scene. That's why it's so out of character. 
Yeah, yeah. I was gonna Nerdy say. can't lie to save his life. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I think this is one of the only times where Harry does something actually like he uses Clever. his wit <laughs> like by himself yeah. to come up with a unique solution to a problem. Yeah, I think and G- it's Junior good. was right. Junior was writing it and she was like, Oh, I said he could have been a great slither. And let me make him do something clever and cunning. Just this <laughs> Gotta do something. Just out of nowhere so, and never again. I feel like you can track his thought process. Like I feel like he's like because they they talk they talk about how he's like laying in bed the night before trying to figure out how to do this. I feel like it's like he's like, Okay, what can I do that so tomorrow won't be awful and Ron won't have to quit? Well, I do have the Felix Felicis. And then he's like, ah, it's against the rules. And he's like, maybe Does I'll Harry just give actually him a little know bit. it's against the rules, though? He was told. He was told already? He was. Yeah, when I think when they were talking about it in potions class. Um, And so he's like, <laughs> you know, eventually he's like, he doesn't he doesn't need luck. He needs confidence. And what will give him confidence? Believing that he has luck. He probably was like, I'm a fucking genius <laughs> that's the best idea i've ever had like when i parallel park perfectly on the first try and i'm just like oh god i'm unstoppable <laughs> so why do you think he didn't tell hermione what he's up to because oh. he didn't trust her to be believable enough in knowing that it wasn't actually going in yeah and i i bet like part of her part of it was like Hermione, he was like, I bet Hermione will say something. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. he knows, like, maybe he also took into account the fact that Ron and Hermione are fighting. And maybe he was like, I bet if Hermione says don't do it. If Hermione says don't do it, Ron will do it just to yeah, spite her. Just That's exactly her part of the thought process. Yeah. And I think she has established herself as a poor actress. Like, I think that oh, we've yeah. seen her a couple like um there's that whole scene at the end of order of the phoenix it's where she's so like tr- it's all where she's tricking umbridge <laughs> into coming out into the forest and like only umbridge could have fallen for that like no other teacher at hogwarts would have fallen for that um a couple other lies she's done where it's just like girl that's not good <laughs> that is not a good lie <laughs> so obviously ron drinks it just to be like petulant hermione storms off Quote, Hermione had never really understood what a serious business Quidditch was. <laughs> because it's not serious. It, but it is dumb. to them. It is to Harry. It's like the one normal wizard boy thing that he has in his life is Quidditch. I think girls can play on the team, too. Okay, well, you know what? It, like, he is not a normal boy wizard. He is a special boy wizard. And so this is the one normal thing. My eyes so hard, I got a concussion. (laughs) You know, (laughs) this is the one normal thing he has in his life, and he's like, just for like, just for like one hour, I can act like Voldemort isn't actively trying to kill me. Yeah, I get it. Time for the match. When they get down to the pitch, they learn that Malfoy isn't playing. What? It's really demonstrating that he like he, he has transcended into like a different level of the stuff that he cares about. You know what I mean? Like he's no longer interested in like petty Quidditch encounters. He's not trying to flirt right now. He's got a job. Mm. He's doing something. And also it, it shows how like Harry's obsession is continuing because he's really frustrated and mad that Malfoy isn't playing because he was like, I wanted to kick him in the face and beat him. Like, I remember in high school thinking your crush was going to be in class or something. And then when they're not, it's like, Oh, I really wanted to, you know, flirt yeah. fight a little bit. 
Ron credits Malfoy not showing up to his luck. And like, only now does he realize what he might have been dosed on. So like, he wasn't even thinking what it might have been. He just drank it. Like, what? What did he think? Oh. He thought, okay, so here's some options. He thought Harry made a different potion to put in his drink. Harry's not Harry's a shit generally potioner. good at potions. No, but like, he what? is good now. So maybe he thought he did the Half-Blood Prince thing or something. I don't know. If your Here's friend was a chemist and made like a drug, would you take it because they're a chemist? Say you did drugs. I <laughs> no, I would thing. not. Ron is not smart. What is, but like, what did he, he, he didn't any, think anything. That's he's like, what whatever this is. is, it's better than this. He, it's, it was, it's, I, it's, I think his thought process is just went as far as Hermione said, don't drink it. So I'm going to drink it. Fuck you, Hermione. Yes. Fuck you, Hermione. Wow. And that really is what it feels like to be a woman in like a straight presenting relationship. <laughs> Please just do the dishes. <laughs> also, I will say it is incredibly lucky the things that just coincidentally happen that like it's good weather. Um, Draco's not there. And then there was like a beater that also isn't playing um, mm-hmm. on Slytherin's team. And it's just like, okay, that's a little coincidental. That's good luck, that's good luck baby. Mm-hmm. The game begins. Woo. Quidditch. I don't know. What do you want me to say? They're Quidditching. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of worried. Smith is doing commentary. That's fun. Yes. And he is not being neutral. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lee Jordan never was. Lee Jordan never so was. I, yeah, so but he I was guess funny. it's only fair that now we get another clearly biased commentator. Bring back Luna Lovegood. <laughs> Love Luna Lovegood. Oh, it mentions that uh, they can hear Luna's signature lion hat. The lion hat. I love her so much. I love her so much. Remember when they go to her house in the next book and she has all their faces (laughs) painted on the ceiling? Yeah. With friend friend written around each one of them a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, if it wasn't coming from Luna, that would be like psycho stalker shit right there. It's only because it's Luna. It's Luna. Ron's doing real good. At one point, they sing Weasley is our king, and he like pretends in a like non-sarcastic he's way. them from the sky. And I was like, "That's some arrogant." That's showboating. Energy he would get that he's never know. had in his life. He would get a He'd get a card, pe- a card, yellow card, a, or whatever. I don't know how penalty in football work. is. It a penalty? I know that you're not allowed to like dance in the touchdown zone. Oh no! Yeah, is it obvious that I don't watch football? Can you tell? I, I hope we you don't. Can't know. Tell. I don't watch football. Matt, I think it would football? be a penalty. Okay. I think it would be a penalty. No dancing. No dancing. Oh. Because the, the we went. To, my parents have um, season tickets for the Steelers game. So my brother and I were up there last week and one of our guys had a big play at the end of the game. He took his helmet off and got penalty, got a penalty after taking his Whoa. helmet off. Oh my God. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I was like, you wow. Keep it in your pants. You better keep it together. Do not celebrate at all. You just whip it out on the field now. Man, we were playing Kings at a bar last night. We were actually at Sticky Rice. It was my friend's oh, birthday. We just ended why, up there. No, no, nope, I don't. <laughs> Because wanted to go there. It's not my choice. So we were playing Kings. And, you know, on Saturday, on Fridays and Saturdays, they, maybe all the time, they play like throwback hits, you know, like very fucking yes. like Fergie and like yellow card and like all. Yeah. Okay. Everyone gets lit there and they stand on the tables and they rub their asses on the window. Anyway, Haley made a rule that you were not allowed to sing along with the music. 
And it was like the hardest thing because like, like banger after banger kept dropping. And that's how I would feel if I wasn't allowed to dance. If I got like a score, if I wasn't allowed to showboat, I'd be like stretching. This is not a dance and I'm stretching. <laughs> like, how do you not, how do you not react? to? How stuff? do you not celebrate? Yeah. Ron's performing extremely well. Harper, the sub Slytherin seeker. How do you know he's a sub? The snitch because Draco usually plays. He's oh, not a dom. Making a sex oh. joke. I get it. I get it. <laughs> sub Slytherin seeker sees the snitch. Wow. Wow, Good that's job. a lot. Did it, <laughs> that's I'm a so lot. Proud. Um, my favorite thing is that like uh, Zacharias is giving the commentary and is like, clearly Harper's seen something that ha- that Potter hasn't, and Harry's like, what a like, wow, Zacharias Smith is such a dumbass. I can't believe. And then he's like, oh no, there it goes to snitch. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> man, Smith, you're such an oh shit. The way that you did that was very Darren Chris Harry Potter, my preferred Harry Potter, <laughs> best Harry so Potter. Good. He really is. Darren uh, Chris and Daniel Radcliffe and Half-Blood Prince are both right up there. Yes. Mm. So Harry's like, how much did Malfoy pay you to play Harper? And then that makes Harper fumble the snitch and Harry grabs it. Yeah. It's amazing. That's see. And the thing is that Ron's problem is confidence. Harry's like, I'm going to fucking crush this. And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's <laughs> over. Harry is arrogant. Well, he was a little overconfident because he hadn't been paying attention and pay- it was only because he said that, that, you know. Yeah. Totally. Dang. Ginny. <laughs> Ginny like dive bombs the commentator. So they've won. It's so Ginny good. Dive bombs the commentator podium. <laughs> Forgot to break. Sorry. Sorry, and, like, professor. Is there a break? <laughs> On the, <laughs> I do <laughs> like imagining like slamming your foot down and like <laughs> there's like an invisible break like on like the um, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy invisible boat the invisible boat mobile <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's just an invisible break. So after the game, everyone's feeling great. Ron's like, I'm not even quitting, <laughs> and Hermione comes to find Ron and Harry in the changing room, and she's mad, mad. She's like, you fucking used Felix Felicis and you won the game and that's fucked up. That's cheating. And Harry's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I fucking saw you, bitch. I saw you. And he's like, well, maybe I wanted you to see me. (laughs) Here's the sealed bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He finally admits to having faked putting the potion in. And now this sucks. This really sucks. Now Hermione is mad at her. uh, Now Ron is mad at Hermione for doubting him and thinking that he couldn't do it of his own accord and storms out. So like they're both sad and mad and storming out. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's just like, who Harry's I, like, Oh, I hope they don't date and break up and fight all the time. And it's like, bro, what are we it doing? Already? Yeah. It says like, Harry's playing backfired in a way. Yes, but- Harry's like, Oh, I didn't think about this. I didn't think this far ahead. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think he did the right thing. Like, I think this, was uncharacteristically ingenious of him, mm-hmm. but that is a repercussion. That another reason why perhaps informing Hermione, maybe even like before the game starts, after she bears witness, you know, in the way that he yeah. wanted, like tell her at some point so she doesn't do this. But he's really narrow, narrowly focused One track on the mind. game. Yeah. So Harry walks up to the castle alone because both his best friends stormed out for different reasons. And he's just thinking in his Harry Potter brain, man, I can't believe that backfired on me. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was the best idea I've ever had. Yeah. It's the best idea. How how could it possibly have had anything go wrong? I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> so he walks up to the castle alone, and there's a Gryffindor party in the common room, but Woo! Hermione doesn't show up. And then Ron and Lavender are making out. What? They're just uh. a little. They're like. Uh, and they are well, definitely doing well, the whole well, well, Yeah, they're doing the the <laughs> a very part of musical Harry, stage. They're Harry's doing like, that for um, sure. Harry's like watching them, and Ginny like sidles up next to him and is like, "Well, I'm glad he he obviously needs the practice. It's, it's honestly really <laughs> cute of her. She's like, good for him. They need they're that's messy. They <laughs> I think she's looking at us like that's gross, but also get him off my back. Exactly. Have you? Yeah. Have you ever, definitely, have you ever had to tell a partner that they were kissing poorly? No, I just no. broke up instead. What? What? <laughs> it was my first boyfriend and I like didn't know that like you could talk about that stuff and it was just awkward and that that wasn't the only reason, but like, okay, uh, he, yeah, it was awkward and bad and I was like, this is uncomfortable. And then like, <laughs> a couple weeks later I was like, mm, okay, I'm done here. Matt, you've never had to tell a partner that they kiss bad? No. Yeah. It's something that you run into less in adulthood, although you do fucking run into it because my single friends have told me really scary stories about people kissing so hard for no reason. <laughs> um, my high school boyfriend, also named Matt, totally different person, though, I promise. <laughs> I did have to tell him that, like, kissing, make like, French kissing, like, making out is more than stabbing Oh, Christina, how I wish I had known you in high school. We would have been friends. We were both theater kids. It's like, how about a little? And it's like, I, I remember that I, I gave, I was 17. So I was like, just starting to learn that you could talk about things. And I remember really, really trying for like a, a couple weeks to do it without saying it be like why don't you try little kisses today like <laughs> um why don't you let's just i'm just gonna go so gentle that you oh and it's down my throat and it's down my throat so i eventually had to be like hey, hey i you don't stab love that my mouth with your tongue it's really funny because like as a vagina owner it's the exact same problem as someone who doesn't know how to finger correctly and it's just like duh, duh, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> my body is soft. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Oh, men. <laughs> They're horrible. Ron and Lavender are making out. Her, uh, do you remember in the movie? It's like such a fun moment. Like, she uh, she just like runs up and grabs him and everyone's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like, We're partying and drunk. Whoa! <laughs> Butter beer. I'm gonna have to drink 16 of these, but I'm gonna get drunk. Hermione, no, Harry notices Hermione running away while a big bushy brown hair man. It's like the argument against Hermione possibly being a person of color is crazy. The way that they the book literally describes her with like brown skin, like like curly big hair is like she. There's nothing in here that's like, this is a white person. True. Yeah. Yeah. No. And also it would make more sense if she was black and did have like, you know, signature, like big, big black curly big hair. hair. Yeah. That yeah. like Harry is able to spot her in this crowd, like just from her hair. 
Yeah, someone, probably the least observant person on earth, notices her mic. Yeah, I was like, oh, there, there she is. I found her. So Harry follows <laughs> her. And yet, like, he really, I get that he's the narrator, but, like, the- when I'm sitting next to my friend who's crying, I'm not like, this is so awkward for me. I don't know what to do. I'm having a hard time right now. I'm thinking about, like, oh, my poor sad friend. Like, how can I possibly help you what could I possibly say to you right now it's like a totally different lens he's really sitting there like I don't know what to say this is hard for me it was like it very much was like he only followed her out because he is the narrator and the plot needed to follow Hermione because this is a very uncharacteristic Harry thing to do to follow a crying girl to go potentially comfort her it's only because it's Hermione. He has, in fact, failed to do this. I would hazard possibly 20 times before. Yes. Where it's like, oh, I wish someone could make her feel better. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Like, she'll come oh back. God. She'll be she'll come back later and be fine. I do and- think it's very endearing that. So he finds her, you know, in the classroom and she's doing this charm with birds. And I do think it's really like sweet and endearing that it was like Harry. It, it was like it says like Harry asked her something and then it was like, all the while still being amazed at her like magic ability and like how like beautiful and amazing this like little charm was that she was doing like while she's like actively sobbing and she's still like oh I'm just practicing yeah totally um I it's really interesting because uh, Harry as we've mentioned has been doing a lot of uncharacteristic stuff this chapter and it's very interesting to try to figure out what is out of character and what is character development? Because I would say that the the trickery with the Felix Felicis is out of character. But I do think maybe following Hermione is character I think that's development. development. He's like, he's been noticing something. And he's like, this is going to go bad. I'm watching it go bad. And like, obviously, Ron's fine. Like, I, I can't go hang out with Ron right now. He's making out. So like, he's like, I know that the right thing to do is go follow Hermione. And then he does. And like, he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And something that I think he will come to realize, you know, as everyone does as they get older is like, don't have to say anything. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. being there is the thing. I guarantee the Hermione saw or heard him following her. And that's why she was making, that's why she conjured the birds before he came in. He's like, distraction, distraction. I'm not crying. He's like, I'm not crying. (laughs) Oh, Hermione. Yeah. Oh, man, it just makes my heart. It's really hard to be in a teenager. <laughs> like, it's just so hard. Yeah. And eventually, you know, Harry, hopefully will learn that you sit down with your friend and you're like, do you want support or do you want advice or do you want to vent? Which is mm-hmm. something that I think our friend group has been practicing is being like, here are my expectations. <laughs> um, Because sometimes people come to you and they're like, here's my problem. And you're like, oh, here's what you should do. And it's like, oh, I actually just kind of wanted you to tell me that this sucks. And then yeah. you're like, oh, that sucks. And you're like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they're, Harry and Ron, or Harry and Hermione are like in a classroom. They're like doing the bird thing in the classroom. And Ron and Lavender burst into the room. They have been looking to get a room. Ron had his first kiss one minute ago, and he's already going to go into a private room. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to find boobies or anything. He'll figure it out. It'll be terrible. (laughs) And I think Lavender Brown is eager. So I think they'll figure it out. They're a good match. (laughs) I think that Lavender would have no problem being like, 
touch me here. No, that's not how you kiss. Get your tongue out of my throat. Actually, maybe that's exactly what's happening is that Lavender was like, let's go to another room. And he doesn't know. Ron's like, okay. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> exactly. This it's is like the in- exact dynamic of their relationship. It's, she's like, let's go to another room. And he's like, to do what? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I don't know, like the Barbie movie. <laughs> but reverse. <laughs> Lavender is like, yikes. I'm getting out of here. That You guys are, uh, I'll pretend like I think you guys are also making out. <laughs> um, and her and mind, Ron is too dumb to follow. <laughs> he is like, I'm going to stay here. I think that's some stupid part of, Ron's all of his blood is in his dick right now. And I think some stupid part of his brain is like, is Harry and Hermione making out? <laughs> it's like, obviously not, dude. She's weeping about you. And you're going to make her wait a whole book between now and when you finally figure it out. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I just remembered like a detail about this chapter that I don't think we touched on, which is that after they have that confrontation with Jenny and she says like, Hermione and Victor were snogging that in the time in the days after that Ron treats Hermione like shit because he's mad that they that she and Crumb made out two years ago. And at one point it says that like Harry didn't know how to explain to Hermione that the reason Ron is mad at her is because of is because she kissed someone two years ago. And the funny thing is that he does know how to explain it. He just doesn't. He just doesn't want to to tell her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't probably want her to react to Ron about that and be like have betrayed Ron's confidence or whatever. Yeah. But I do remember in high school, at least in my friend group, that was a reasonable thing was getting mad about actions taken a long time ago. Like learning that my boyfriend slept with this girl that I didn't know. He didn't dive, disclose that at the big top of the relationship. And I'm like learning about it now. This was before I understood that sisterhood was key. But like that's um, different because you were in a relationship with this person. Ron and Hermione weren't even aren't even dating, and he's I, mad. I, you know, I totally. I'm I'm saying that in high school that was reasonable. It's like, just to be like, as I said at the start of this episode, this is the high school chapter. Yeah, it's just so it's high like school it's like drama. deeply inappropriate. But at that age, my friends and I were Fully making expected. the same emotional mm. choices. Yeah, yeah. So um. Hermione tries to leave also because she's like, I'm not sitting here with you. But then she, you're, I'm sure you remember from the movie. She's like, a pug no. And then the birds fucking attack Ron. I love it so much. And he's like, what? (laughs) Why'd she do that? Very sweet moment in the movie. Cause Hermione says something like, how does it feel when you see Dean and Jenny kissing? Oh yeah. And then uh, Hermione cries and then Harry hugs her and goes, it feels like this. And I'm like, Oh, so sweet. It's Babies. so sweet. And like, uh, Hermione probably does know that Ron, uh, Harry, oh my God, so many characters. Hermione probably does know that Harry has a crush on Ginny, but in the book, we don't have any indication of that yet. Yeah. Is this like, she knows. Chapter, she knows. I mean, like there's been some like foreshadowing and hint dropping, yeah, but is this, this the is first the- chapter where it's like, oh, Harry is having feelings awakened for yes. Ginny? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's been much reminding us that she's a character in this book and like very small things like on the train, she didn't want to sit with him because she's going to sit with Dean and he's like, huh, 
That sucks. It's probably just because I was with her all summer and I'm used to her because she's it's my just sister. brotherly love. <laughs> it's just brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly uh, love. So brotherly. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the first time where Harry's like, oh, oh, no, oh, this is a big feeling. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't like, know what to do. That's like what that's like what gentle parenting is about is about like permitting your children to experience big, big feelings in like a and healthy as way. Famously know, <laughs> Harry did not experience did. any gentle parenting. So he's like, "Oh no, better push this down." Brotherly, <laughs> into the monster in my brotherly gut. love. Uh, it, what is hun? <laughs> isn't there a city of brotherly love? Philadelphia. Is it really? Yep. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. I'm Googling City of Brotherly Love. Why? <laughs> Why? Oh, um, oh, the Philadelphia is from the Greek words for brotherly love. Philio and Adelphos. Hmm. So it's literally in the name. That's funny. Okay. Cute. Uh, that's the end of the chapter. Matt, is there anything that you want to rehash or anything that we missed that you want to go back to or like any f- favorite moments? We have rehashed all of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, what is your favorite moment? Uh, it's got to be when Hermione attacks Ron with the birds. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so deserved. And Ron's just like, what did I do? So <laughs> dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mary Clay, any final thoughts? Um... I don't know. Just, yeah, just just summed up by my text to you last night that I feel shanghai that this because I was like, oh, right, the Felix Felicis chapter, we get to see, we can tell, you know, it's not the same as watching the scene in the movie where Daniel Radcliffe absolutely nails it, but like, I was so excited, I mean, not that I wasn't excited to continue reading, but I was like, oh, oh man, <laughs> it's not that at all. It's these stupid, dumb teenagers. <laughs> yeah, and I do regret to inform you that you're not on that episode know, either. <laughs> I'm on the Dumbledore funeral episode, I think. So thanks for that. You're so welcome. You sure are. And that is one that I do not have a guest for that yet because I'm like, who am I going to do It'll just this be to? you. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh no, that's a bad energy. <laughs> that's like way too high. It's like a three-hour three <laughs> podcast. Oh my God. Mary Clay, what was your favorite moment? I don't know. I think I just like all the moments of Harry just being like, wow, how does this affect me? <laughs> no, actually, no. I like, I loved when they're in Herbology and he's just like <laughs> trying to make as much noise as possible with this like heffalump pod or whatever it's called. I think it's the snargle up <laughs> I don't know. Snuffleupagus pod. <laughs> and, right. and he's like, the, and like they continue arguing and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. My favorite moment was when Ginny called who? Called Ron a Pratt. G- Ginny called Ron a Pratt. And Harry's like, don't do that. I'm the captain. And she's like, well, you seemed busy and someone needed to. That's very funny. And like, it is like, you know, the. The Harry Ginny relationship is divisive. You know, people have their opinions about it, but I don't think it is without precedent. Like, I I think there is actual chemistry between them, whether mm-hmm. or not you think they ultimately should belong. It's you know, just so like, much let's more evident forever. in the books than in the movie. Oh, because oh the movie because Ginny is a two D character in yeah. the movie. Ginny is a 
because in the movies we lose all of these small moments of yes and that's exactly why necessarily so but it's just a tragedy which is bonkers for the sixth movie because of all the other random shit that they Put in Let's instead. Burn the burrow. Burn down the burrow. And for also, no oh my god, I cannot burn down Jenny's character. <laughs> fucking begin to talk about that. Um, yeah. So I just do. I like that. Like we're getting kind of reintroduced to Jenny as like an adult character. She is fifteen, but you know what I mean, like a non-child. Mm-hmm. When we met her, she's she was not a child. Tired. She's got. She's no yeah. longer obsessed with Harry. She's, she's totally her own person. She's not. She's like very possessed fiercely. by a book. She's fiercely independent. She's willing to speak up for herself and she's fucking funny. And it's like, that's, I think like she's so smart. She's so funny. Like I really like her as a character. Yeah. And so I like these moments. Admittedly, they would not be in the book if we were not leading to a relationship between them, but I I really like them nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, are you all ready to move on to plugs? Let's do it. And we are unfortunately still not plugging struck work. Fuck you. AMPTP. Yep. Walking away from the table. Yep. yep. If you want to learn more about that, there's a content and capable episode that Josh from Super Scary and Sam just recorded. I'll link it in the show notes. But yeah. So anyway, Matt, do you want the people to find you on the internet? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Shamanomo. And you can find me in the Discord. Join the Discord. Yeah. For as little as a dollar a month. What is your Instagram handle about, if you don't mind me asking? I just made it up in middle school. I what? don't remember. It's been my that's been my username for like everything that's since so middle funny. school. So I it's... could not tell you what it means anymore. I have no idea. It's meaningless. That's, that's so fucking funny. I love I'm glad I asked. Yeah, that's just it is that now. I just like my I could not tell you what it meant. School username for stuff was Lax Lover, because I played no. lacrosse. Oh. Did you play lacrosse? Yeah. Whoa. And oh no, so Mary Lax. <laughs> MC's L-A-X. a sport girl. No. And then Lover, L-U-V-E-R. Of course. Of course. Mine was Love X Soul X Writer. <laughs> Is that like only, live, It's love, only love? two X's, so it's okay. Yes. If you get three X's, then it would be too sexy. I know. I remember asking if I could do XXX Tina, and my parents were like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what it meant at the time. Triple X. Matt, what is something you've been watching or reading or playing or listening to lately you think the listeners would enjoy? Yeah, I'm going to plug the um, the Inheritance Cycle books by Christopher Paolini. It's a high, high fantasy series. Um, and he's got a fifth book in the series coming out in November. Awesome. So I've been rereading those, gearing up for the, the new book. Yeah, hell yeah. That's very exciting. Mary Clay, where can people find you on the internet? Wait, sorry, I'm just now finding out that this is the fucking Aragon book and yeah. there's still more? He's yeah, he just wrote another one. Like it's like twelve years after he finished the series. He's writing it. He wrote another book, comes out next Good month. For him. Oh, crazy. I gave up halfway like 15, through the right? second book. Yeah, that first book oh came gosh, out when he was like mom fifteen will not or something. Stop calling me. So we need to wrap this up. <laughs> so we're wrapping like, it. It's your turn. Um oh, hang on. Sorry. I, I can't find my zoom window. And now I'm no waiting for you to wrap it in my ears. Okay, anyway. <laughs> that's wild, Joe. Maybe I'll revisit those books. Yeah, you can listen to That's What I'm Talking About. I'm making episodes again um, because uh, Skywalk Before You Run is on hold. And we're doing Drunk Middle Earth History. Uh, Haley of this podcast was recently on, so check out that episode. Um, And also for for my plug, I'm also going to plug myself in this, which is that I've been playing a game called Death and Taxes. And I've been playing it on Twitch, which I have started doing um, in my like off episode weeks. 
Um, yeah. And by off episode weeks, I mean, I've been doing it almost every week now. Anyway, uh, we're playing this game um, called Death and Taxes, where you're essentially the Grim Reaper in an office job. And you get these like list of criteria every day for like who you're supposed to kill and like how many people. And then the next day you get like news alerts about like what the consequences of that were in the real world. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like after work, you can like, there's a bar and you can go talk to people. And um, right now my, the boss that I have to go visit had to go to the real world to deal with that. And so I'm currently reporting to his cat, um, (laughs) which is uh, it's like Mrs. Poddington or uh, I think is her name. I can't remember. But um, cool. yeah, so it's it's very so <laughs> silly and like dry, dark humor, but I'm having Hell a lot yeah. of fun with it. So come cool. watch me play it most Tuesdays, uh, twitch.tv slash MC Nice. Hell yeah. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And since uh, since last time I recorded, I read The Cousins by Karen McManus, who is like a YA mystery writer that our friend Taylor has recommended to me. And I really enjoyed it. It's a very fun little mystery YA style. So it's not it's not nothing crazy. Um, I also read Life as a Unicorn by Amru Alkadi. It's the story of like the memoir of an Iraqi born drag queen and Damn. all of the cultural complications that come from being those two things um it was a very fun memoir like very um not quite stream of consciousness but a lot of voice you know voice very strong so i I highly recommend that um matt thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for having me did i I was looking at our uh our discord conversation are did you already claim a deathly hallows no you didn't ask you didn't okay you didn't ask. You didn't ask. Well, at any time you can claim it. <laughs> I'll have to look. Am I allowed to claim chapter? a chapter? Yeah, you are. Have I already claimed one? I don't know. We'll find you out. You come on routinely. I'll put you on any chapter you want. Except the Felix Felicis chapter you I want. Know. You have to get stuck with this shit one instead. <laughs> you get the fake well, one. It's Mary Peyton on the schedule for that day, and she cancels more than anyone else because she has children. So maybe you will end up on <laughs> Hit it. Hit me up. <laughs> Yeah, weird how our two biggest cancelers are our only two hosts with children. Huh, there's something about that. Yeah, it's almost like you shouldn't... What is that? You should rent children or have people rent their children to you. It's almost like they have to become your number one priority even above podcasting. Is that weird? weird? I can't imagine a priority higher than podcasting, but... Me neither. (laughs) And Mary Clay, thank you as always for coming along with me as my little co-pilot. Oh, you're welcome. This is fun. Yay! And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Yay! Go water yep. your plants! That's, that's how I've been ending. That's what I'm talking about lately. <laughs> that's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod, or in our Facebook group, the Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. 
Have you ever gotten so distracted in Stardew Valley that you forgot to sleep? Have you realised that you have a whole room in your house full of dolls? Or have you even bored your friends to sleep talking about your passion? Well then, Content Capable is the podcast for you. Join me, Sam, as I chat to people passionate about what they do, asking questions about how they fell in love with their passion, what they do, and how it interacts with their day-to-day lives. Catch the podcast every Monday as I find out what makes someone tick, all while gleaning interesting and insightful life lessons along the way. There'll be laughs, a bit of crying, a whole lot of conversations, and we learn just a little bit more about the world around us. Do not betray me, audacity. Dave X Media.